20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to get you some monogamy. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. This is a new generation of swingers. Waves are coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts gonna be drained. Oh. 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 Hi everyone, welcome to episode 10 of Swinging Around, the sex positive podcast about swinging and sex. I'm Cal. I'm JB. So today we've got kind of an interesting episode for you. Um, our usual lifestyle chat's going to kind of be about the same topic as our episode. We've got a little bit of announcement for you listeners out there, if you care. Um, I am pregnant. Indeed. So Cal over here, he's got the magic sperm and he knocked me up. Shot my load in there. Did its job. <laughs> Indeed it did. I like so. it when you shoot my, your load in me too. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how other women feel about, out there about this, but I find it incredibly sexy. I, I like to watch porn with cum shots. You like the cream and pies. I like the cream pies. I do. I, I don't know. It's, it must be evolutionary because there's something about a guy just, you know, coming inside a woman. I like it. Even in the ass. I kind of <laughs> like that, too. You like the cream pies in the ass? I do, yeah. I mean, I prefer it in the puss, but I like it in the ass also. You, you usually don't like it when we do anal uh, to finish in there. Yeah, and it's a practical reason. It's not because it doesn't feel good. It's because... You tend to, you go deep, You're, you've got a, a decent sized cock, and when you come, it shoots it even further in there, and then it takes like a solid day, I feel like, for it to all come out, so... Yeah, you never like, see that in porn, I mean, you, no, never, they, you never see the after effects well, of... Well, <laughs> they do show you the, the women squeezing it out a lot of times in porn, like that's, in, in cream pies and stuff, that's that's part of the proof that the guy even came, is that's, they have to then squeeze it back out. That's as, true, as you're proof. right about anal, that's always like the, it's like, they, and they present it as like, kind of a hot little like, yeah. watch it, but it's not that hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't care for that part either as much, but the thing about it is, even when I squeeze it out, you know, gas comes out with it, air that you shove up there comes out with it, so it sounds like farts. And then it makes like bubbles in the in the cum, and then it, it takes a while for the cum to work its way out. So it could be like hours later, and I'm working out, and I've got a cum fart. Swinging around, keeping it classy. <laughs> True. <laughs> so so anyway, the the big news is that I I am pregnant. We're past the first trimester. So today we're actually going to talk about swinging in the first trimester because it brought about some new and interesting hurdles for us. Yeah, it and, was. And some new questions that we'd never really thought about before. And we would like to announce that we are having a boy, so we are excited about that. Yeah, except now I've got another penis in me all the time. <laughs> 24-7. Yeah. And and they say that in utero, uh, little boys can not only still get hard-ons, but they can play with themselves. So I could potentially have a masturbating son in me right now if i have anything to say about it <laughs> you have had plenty of boners inside that belly <laughs> if he's anything like you <laughs> and you, you know just earlier tonight i was looking at um some pictures from maxim they post uh the galleries of the photo shoots of the different women that they they take pictures of for their covers and as i'm looking at one of the more attractive women i got some kicks <laughs> so i i think he recognizes a hot looking woman yeah yeah, that was funny. So, yeah, we're going to roll right... This is part of the lifestyle chat. At the, at the beginning, we're just going to roll into the topic. Um, just 
we we want to just talk about the issues that come up with swinging and sex and pregnancy and focus uh, primarily in the first trimester. We'll have further episodes in the future that are going to be about uh, not swinging so much, but sex in the second trimester and then sex in the third trimester. Yeah, I think second and third trimester will kind of mesh together as one. Yeah. As as we progress, unless unless we have huge differences between the two, or it might be sex in the second and most of the third, and then maybe sex two weeks before due. Like who knows? But yeah, and it's kind of cool. I we think have to it's play kind of, it by ear how it goes for us too. I think it's kind of cool, even though it kind of has halted our swinging activities, our physical swinging activities at the moment because of the pregnancy. I like that, especially with the podcast that we're going to be able to be able to discuss and talk about raising a. A child in a sex positive environment, which is our goal, and so we'll have sort of a a way to you know set time to talk about this all the time. We always will talk about it, and we want to raise our child in a sex positive environment. And And that doesn't mean we want them to know that we're swingers. No, no. we're not trying to scar our kid for life. No, but we because I don't think that that would be readily. But we do want to promote. Um, we do want to promote age appropriate sex positivity, and because. So, so often children are not raised it's it's still it's surprising still how much of a closed environment and how much children just are not exposed to anything yeah. sexual and yeah. yeah i don't i don't want our our kid or kids to have to find information from alternative sources i want them to to get the truth and the straight facts about sex and uh, talia and, and consent and you know mm-hmm. all of those things sexuality and gender and all all, the, and, uh, all those things in in the broad category of sexuality i want them to learn learn those things the correct way and learn them from us and they're going to pick up things from school and from tv and from friends and i recognize that but i'd want to to be there to provide as much information and, and not make it so that it's an uncomfortable sex talk when the kid's 13 yeah sex talks all throughout them growing up and maturing and talking about sex positive and sex appropriate Mm -hmm. age things as they grow just as anything else um one resource which has already been pretty interesting that i even was uh me and you were both cued into even before we found out you were pregnant was Kendra Holiday, mm-hmm. who we've mentioned her on the about on the show I before. Think I think we have. Yeah, she has. She runs a blog, uh, the Beautiful Kind. Um, it's a fantastic blog, and she has raised her child in an incredibly sex positive environment. I. It's almost a little not scary, but it's almost a little bit overwhelming how much she's let her child know. It's almost like is mm-hmm. that you're doing a little bit too far. But well, you don't want your kid to be ostracized or to be the weird one, or to you know at yeah, the same time because she's be, they ha- they have to learn to have a filter. I am in awe at how the way that I, when I've heard interviews with her, how well adjusted her child seems to be, and how well they she seems to be handling mm-hmm. handling what the information that she's yeah. been given. She seems and to be incredibly intelligent she, and immature. Immature. Kendra t- says that she talks to her like an adult. She asks questions. She tells the truth. And that's what we want to do in an age appropriate manner. Like I keep saying, and I think mm-hmm. I won't know till we, you know, years on the line when we get to that point. But I, I almost think that maybe she pushes the boundary a little too much from what, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's yeah. appropriate. So I mean, it's, it's easy to speculate when the baby's still in utero, you know, so yeah. it'll be interesting to listen to this even years down the line and, and see how much we've been able to stick to what we want to do. Yeah. So you listeners who are in, in it for the long haul, we'll have, we'll definitely have episodes dedicated to sex positivity, child rearing. So, mm-hmm. so let's continue on with this one. 
So kind of wanted to start off just at the beginning of, oh my gosh, you find out you're pregnant, which this was a planned well, pregnancy for us. Well, even but... before that, we had been trying for a little bit, but while we while we were trying, we were still continuing to go to uh, sex parties, yeah, that's and right. we and... went to one of there was a party late 2012 that we had gone to and played around, and mm-hmm. then. And, and we're always th- very careful when we play. Oh, yeah, yeah. But and we don't full swap. So we knew that there was no full swap, no no other man coming inside of me. But there's still the knowing that I'm not on birth control because we're trying to get pregnant. There's still that yeah, little bit of a, you know, keep the calm away as much as possible. Yeah. Because you don't yeah. want any question about the father. Yeah, that yeah, true. And so, although I do want to back up for a second. We did make... Just to, for those of you who might be just tuning in, we have made the decision that when we get back into the swing of things, which won't be till later this year when we'll be able to get back into it, we have decided that we are going to go full swap. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to, if, yeah. some, if, if this was somebody's first episode and you mentioned that we're not, we uh, we haven't full swapped yet. and Although we've made the decision that we're going to, to do that. Yeah, so mentally we're a full swap couple, but we haven't done it yet. Yeah. So, but going back to this party... We played around. It actually was one of the first times where you were you were giving a blowjob and it went too well, and he actually <laughs> finished in your mouth a little bit. Not not the full it's the yeah. full way. I wasn't expecting it. Um, it was it was if I recall, it was this couple's first time really swinging with anybody, so he mm-hmm. was probably hyper excited to begin with. Yeah, and it wasn't a particularly short blowjob, but I wouldn't say it was long either. Yeah, it's kind of medium style where i would have been getting ready to swap back and go back to playing with you for a little while but mm-hmm. he just finished like i i didn't expect it at all so we maybe a week or two after this we found out you were pregnant and so that's also sort of learning that you're pregnant and by the time you find out that you're pregnant you've already been pregnant for mm-hmm. at least two weeks at least two weeks two or three weeks and so clearly we had been playing while you were pregnant and that brings up a lot of issues. Like, how do we feel about that? I mean, what's done is done, but it it's 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 an interesting scenario. So that already started off where we found out. Well, well, that happened. Yeah. Oh, so, I was pregnant, and we were playing. Yeah, we were playing. So, and then that makes you start to wonder. Okay, how yeah. do we feel about that? How do we feel about playing with other couples outside of our our marriage while pregnant? How would other couples feel about us playing? With them knowing that I was pregnant, it's, yeah, it's an interesting it's, thought process. Yeah, you you have to think about it from all sides. I mean, would the moment you find out you're pregnant, does that mean you're completely done playing? Is yeah. that or you're completely done going to parties? And we're, we'll talk about that. But for us, the decision was to stop playing, but not. I mean, you weren't showing yet, so yeah. we continued to go to a few more parties after that. Yeah, for and, me, it was that I'm pregnant, but what now? Yeah. Because I I don't look pregnant. I'm still an incredibly sexual being. You're still a sexual being. We don't want to put that part of our life on hold yet. Because, you know, once the baby comes, then your whole life changes. And mm-hmm. then you're not going to be able to have the opportunities to swing as often as you'd like to. Because now you have to have a babysitter. Now you have to make arrangements every time you're going out. More so than we, we do already. We don't work on the weekends. So it's pretty easy for us to, to decide to go to a swinger party yeah. last minute. Yeah, We're not yeah. going to have that availability, so it's like, man, I want to milk every party that I can get 
and you know, plus we were doing the podcast, so that's true. We you don't want to not swing, we, like we you don't start been, a swinger podcast and then not swing. We hadn't been doing and then the here podcast. I get pregnant. Yeah, we haven't been doing the podcast for that long, and then we learned that. So we wanted to keep going to parties. We wanted to keep having a good time, but always trying to find well, what's the line? Are we going to go to parties and not play? Are we going to go to parties and not even? play with each other in the playroom and go to the parties and not dance with other people. These are all things we had to consider. Like, what is it appropriate for a pregnant couple who's Mm -hmm. already, we've already made the decision to continue going to parties. You're not showing. It was, it's still the first trimester. And so those are all the decisions that you, you you have to make. I mean, for some people, the, the, what, what you might decide to do would be to completely stop everything because there is kind of a, to be honest, there is kind of a little bit of a weird, not weird. Yeah. I'm, what is the appropriate in, in word? Friends, in Friends, they refer to it as the ick factor, not in relation to swinging with baby. I forgot what it was they were referring it to. There's, there's a Friends episode called the ick factor, and and that's what I kind of apply here. Is there's just something about it, something about it that, that just seems, seems a little off, inappropriate, and yeah. I I can't figure out why. And I think it's not only from our perspective to think about, oh, we are swinging with a baby in me. But I also think of it from the perspective of the other people and how would they feel if they knew? Would they be kind of grossed out? Like, oh, she's pregnant. Like, there's a baby in there. Because it's kind of cliche, but on a lot of sitcoms, they portray the woman's pregnant and the husband doesn't want to have sex with her because he's afraid he's, like, poking the baby with his cock. And he's afraid he's going to, like, hurt the baby. And, and we know scientifically that's just not the case. You can have sex all you want while you're pregnant and it's it's fine. You know, you might have to watch what position you're in, but... You're not in any danger of poking the baby or, or doing any harm to the baby using your cock, but that's still a preconceived notion, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And if your husband feels that way, well, then how's another man going to feel? Exactly. And so that's why we, for us, we thought it was the appropriate thing to not really play physically, but we thought for us, dancing was okay. So mm-hmm. we, as as we've already mentioned, we wanted to stay in a sexy environment. We are, in, both of us are, have incredibly enjoyed going to parties and we didn't want to stop just because we found out you were pregnant. But that does bring up the p- fact of what's the appropriate behavior when you go. Yeah. So. And I have to admit, there's at one point I got pretty horny and I, I wanted to do some kind of a swap. And so I, I was kind of pushing for a soft swap and I could tell that Cal was uncomfortable with it. And so, you know, I backed off on that, and we talked about it a little bit more, and I agreed, okay, we're we're not going to do a soft swap, and ultimately, I was I'm okay with that. But my horn almost got got a hold of me because there there's a time where I just you know you you get the itch to swing, you just yeah, want to do the, it, the, and the itch was taking hold of me. I I wanted to to do a soft swap, and it goes back to to just making it. It goes all the way back to making the decision to even go to the party. If we hadn't gone to a party, we really wouldn't have been in that situation. But we go to the party, or actually we went to a few, and the horn gets you. And then you really have to ask yourself, what is appropriate? Do I need Mm -hmm. to tell the other people that we're talking to, dancing with, that I'm pregnant if you're not showing? And We opted not to. We opted not to. Part of that too is, I mean, we didn't want to tell people that I was pregnant until beyond the the 12-week mark beyond the, the first trimester mark, just because there can always be something that can go wrong in your first trimester. Well, yeah. So you don't so want to deal with that You don't want to jinx yourself in terms of the pregnancy. Just It's weird because I don't really believe in 
in jinxes, but then you don't want to take you don't want to take the chance of jinxing yourself <laughs> by letting the cat out of the bag. So there's that factor that we're just not telling anybody in general well, that you're pregnant. Not only that, but it's just awkward if, when something does happen or if something does yeah. happen. And then you have to deal with the oh, I was pregnant, but I'm not pregnant anymore scenario, and that's mm-hmm. just nobody wants to deal with that. So we always advocate honesty, but in this case, we definitely didn't we we ex- with the exception of we the didn't first lie, time we just withheld the truth yeah with the exception of the first time where we played and we didn't even know you we were pregnant every other time that we went to a party we and we danced with some people and we both even kissed some people mm-hmm. we opted we made the decision to not tell them mostly because we knew we weren't going to play and it wasn't really going to go beyond i mean even though you got well, horny we it was the same a, room yeah yeah and and i didn't show i mean if it was if i was starting to look pregnant we wouldn't have gone out, but, you know, if for some reason somebody said something about me being pregnant or asked, then I, I would let the cat out of the bag. But, you know, I we weren't at a point where I was nervous about anybody figuring it out. I didn't start to show for, I don't know, at least a solid month after our last party, if not yeah. longer. Yeah, exactly. And you, like, we, we tried to figure it out from the other couples, from the, theor- like, another couple's perspective. Would they want to know would they be grossed out would they not want to play and how would we feel if somebody who we were dancing with i mean even me would i have a problem if i found out that just a woman i was dancing with was pregnant and you know i don't know yeah. and and it's like it, i think it also depends on if it is it first trimester how far along is she i, I do not think i could be at a party dancing with somebody who's showing and pregnant. no and i've seen that i've seen well i've seen a woman who pretty distinctly looked pregnant maybe she wasn't you never know sometimes mm-hmm. but there was, there was one party um i don't know i think it was in the summer this year where there was a woman that i was kind of speculating on she was a thinner woman so that's why i thought if she would you know i was leaning more towards pregnant than not so but i think if i you know push comes to shove i think this is a situation where i felt comfortable not lying, but just withholding the truth from the couples that we were talking with, dancing with. Yeah, and I think part of that's because we weren't endangering the other couple in any way. Now, if this was something that you may or may not have some kind of STI, completely different story. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But well, we're this, only talking about pregnancy This way here. of withholding, withholding information is in no way going to harm the other couple. By telling them, it might make them less likely or not likely to swing with us. And we weren't going to go for... I mean... I think you, there was a couple times where you might have been horny enough to go for it, but <laughs> I never really wanted to swap. I really did so, get horny. <laughs> so I thought... I blame it on the pregnancy. Dancing and making horm- out hormones. was fine. I mean, that's as, pretty much as far as it ever went with you, was yeah. you dancing and making out. And I thought... Yeah, I mean, the situation arose. I thought I, I thought at one point we were going to have a same room opportunity, but it just didn't pan out. Well, yeah. We, but, we had some party sex. Well, even then, yeah. The very last party we went to, we had... we. We're in the after party, and we, you know, we were fucking in front of everyone, mm-hmm. and you were pregnant then, and yeah, but not showing. I had no problem with that. I had no problem mm-hmm. being there, and I think some people, and I think it's different for everybody. I feel like for us, that was the level we were comfortable with. Some people, I could imagine, just wouldn't want, just wouldn't even like the idea of their unborn child being in this environment. Yeah, but for us, it's a hot, sexy environment. We're not ashamed of it, even though. You know, we, we're not out in our day-to-day lives. It's not something that we're ashamed of. I don't, we enjoy getting out and dancing yeah. and having fun. I wouldn't feel like, for, for me, it's the same as if I'm just going to go to a normal, yeah. 
vanilla club and go dancing. I mean, it is still a little awkward when you think about the fact that you brought your unborn son to a swinger club. That's true. But, and it, but it's unborn. It's, within, we, it's still like within your body. There's no conscience. That we had public public sex yeah. with unborn with, with at the with an unborn child. There's and like no level of consciousness or even remote possibility that the child will have any knowledge of it. So, I mean, it's not like we're going to be risking scarring our kid for life. No. No, not at all. It's just it's just a de- a debate that I've never heard anybody talk about before even other swinger podcasts i've listened mm-hmm. to i'm not i haven't listened to everything out there so there might be have been there might i don't you know, know if i've heard anybody talk well about we it don't from, i mean well, from what we've been exposed to yeah, yeah there's plenty from, of other there's, there's plenty of content that we haven't seen there's other content we haven't listened to every episode of everybody's uh podcast and so there might have been a discussion out there but i haven't heard it so it's you're making all these things and it, and it comes down to fun versus deciding to stay home and when you're that early on in the pregnancy does it hurt to go out does it hurt to yeah. go out and go dancing does it hurt to for the pregnant woman to dance with another man mm-hmm. and, and to make out i think there was kind of another factor that was at play here and that's the fact that we we've had a miscarriage before um towards the end of the first trimester and so with this pregnancy I think part of it was we didn't want to even consider me to be pregnant or really be excited about it until after we were past the first trimester. So for me, even though I was pregnant and I was doing everything that I needed to to be safe, taking my prenatal vitamins, not eating certain foods, not not drinking alcohol, all of those things, I still didn't really consider myself pregnant yet. Like in my head, I couldn't let myself be really pregnant pregnant until after the first trimester was over that's true that that and, plays a factor as well and that comes down to to just having had that miscarriage first had we not had the miscarriage i i don't know i think i would have been different because i think it would have been more protective of the baby a little bit like oh my god i'm pregnant we were our our lives are done mm-hmm. it's swinging for a while now i i think i don't think i would have been comfortable swinging in the first trimester then because with the first pregnancy we were so excited i'd never been pregnant before and it was just like i don't know it was just different it was surreal it was you know i was pregnant there was a baby in me the second yeah. time around it wasn't real yet when when we were swinging it was it was a possibility you could say but for me it just it, it still wasn't well, yeah, real i guess i mean and that's why yeah the rug could have been pulled out from at any moment, at mm-hmm. least we felt like just because you've already had the miscarriage, it's like, how can we, why would we not have some fun now while we... Well, we still can. Yeah. Yeah. So... But I don't look down on anybody who, who would choose not to do any kind of swinging in their Well, no, I, I don't either. In fact, I could easily see that decision being I, made. Not only do I not look down upon it, I think I'm concerned that people would look down upon our decision to actually keep it's going. Possible. Yeah. I mean, would people look down upon it? What... A, what? And then, if you decided that you are going to... Main, you're not going to completely drop out of the lifestyle. What activities are appropriate mm-hmm. for us? It was going to parties, dancing, making out a little bit. For but it's a, it's an interesting question to ask. What is appropriate? And I mean that's you know a philosophical yeah. concept that's going to be different for everybody. And why is it inappropriate too? That's well, the piece that I'm struggling with. Is well, would it be inappropriate for you to to? I mean, we've talked about we avoided full swapping. I mean. Would or even soft swapping? Would it be inappropriate for you to blow somebody or to get eaten out? Well, we we both know that I was already sort of leaning towards the soft swap, even while pregnant in the first trimester. But I think, for- but there's still kind of a, a level of discomfort where 
I might have regretted doing it, so I think it's good that we opted not to. But why? I mean, and that's, I don't the, know why. that's the discussion is why would we feel yeah. discomfort? I mean, it's a complete emotional irrationality. Like, I can't come up with a logical explanation other than people would look down on it, I guess. But well, also, I would feel weird. Like, if I but why would you feel weird? That's the and thing. I'm not just, sure. Like, I if don't you were know to be, either. If you were to be eaten out, even more so than blowing, like blowing somebody, you blowing somebody while pregnant is is a little weird as well but for you to get eaten out that the face is just so close i don't know there's just Maybe like just in my mind there's like something about the, the other man's face someone is so else, close to having some uh, the, the non-genetic the father the that pussy. close yeah yeah maybe it's just having having someone who's not the father that that close to your unborn baby because it's like you don't let strangers hold your kid when when your baby's born and stuff. Like you, don't, maybe it's kind of like just a, a protection mechanism for your child. And there is the there is the risk I, that I mean, you want to be. I think you want to be extra cautious about fluid exchange. When yeah, you're, well, I mean, so I mean, you saliva. definitely don't want to take any risks of STIs when you're pregnant. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it, even something like chlamydia or gonorrhea, which are highly treatable when you're not pregnant, they're risky if you were pregnant. And so. I mean, that's you always want to. In this instance, it's not just about because with swinging, we always there's always some in some risk. There's a risk that you're willing to accept, and for mm-hmm. some for some individuals, that's we don't usually use a we don't use a dental dam or a condom. Yeah, a lot of, and so that's an accepted risk. It's pretty common. It's pretty safe to say that in the swinger community, it's oral barriers or barriers for oral sex are not. Very common. Yep. At and, least in in our area where we've seen. And those and those aren't in. It's there's still inherent risks when you when when you don't mm-hmm. use a barrier during oral sex, and so there's also that factor of introducing anything that could be a potential problem for the baby, and so. And it's weird, like in my like, like I mentioned in my mind, there's. I could probably be okay with. Well, I don't know. I wasn't, but if I really sat down and had you know and really thought about it i could probably get over you blowing somebody while you're pregnant i mean i'm sure i could actually i think i can but just you getting eaten out i think that that is crossing a line and it's and then just like Mm -hmm. you said i don't even know it's hard to say why i mean there's the health reasons i think it's the protection thing like just having having some level of space in between your offspring and this stranger i mean it really mm-hmm. is a stranger and no matter how well you know people we haven't gotten to know our swinging sexual partners well enough to call them anything but an acquaint- a casual acquaintance and i also think you really have to consider the rights of the couple you're playing with i mean yes. how far are you willing to even if you're comfortable even if i was comfortable with you getting eaten out with you blowing would would another couple be comfortable yeah. would the couple would the couple that we're playing with be comfortable knowing that that happened. Yeah. And I think that, you know, and if you're not... And we're not one-night stand people so much where, like, if we play with you at a party, we, chances are we're going to want to hang out with you again. Yeah. So it's... They can do the math and figure things out if suddenly four months later you tell them you're pregnant. They can figure it out and count backwards. If you tell them how far along you are, you know, or they know when your due date is, mm-hmm. they'll be able to figure out if you were pregnant or not. And then are you going to offend them? Are you going to lose some some friends or some good people from it? Well, yeah, because even, even in the lifestyle, there might be individuals who think that it's morally wrong to do any type of swinging activity. Or they might just be grossed out. Like, yeah. oh, I played with her while she was pregnant. Like, like you said so yourself that you I would pro- probably I'd, be a little disgusted by it. I would be like, 
That's a little, yeah. I And then you'd probably find it to be kind of rude if you were playing with them while pregnant and they didn't say anything. Exactly. And so you don't want to be the douchebags who do the same thing to somebody else. Yep. Who don't. We didn't, ultimately. And so. I think it comes back to, we, we did decide to put ourselves in swinging environments where even the individuals at these lifestyle events could think that the decision we made to even come there was not the right one. Yeah, so, but that, and being at the party doesn't necessarily hurt someone like no, it but, would if they played with you. No, but no, but what I was going to say is that there could be people who look down on you just for even going. Hell, there's people who look down on us for being swingers. Well, yes, but well, what I'm trying to say, though, is that now I lost my train of thought a little bit, but it's, I think part of it comes down to is that I don't really want to be judged by the people who are here because we decided to come here with you being pregnant. And I would feel that it would, that I, I feel that if we, if, if, if the play got far enough along that it was, it got further than just kissing, mm-hmm. we would need to, I, I would feel obligated to tell them that you're pregnant. But then I also, but then it's, it's the circles back to, I don't want to have them look down or say that that's, that was the wrong yeah. decision to even come. So then it's just, I'll stay silent. And if you stay silent, then, then you opt not to play. Then with you them. opt not to play. Exactly. That so that's they, what I was trying to say. That so. way they can't be grossed out or anything. Because I, I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. Because I think if they look back and say, "Well, we saw them at the party, but we didn't play with them," and she was pregnant. Oh, maybe that's why we didn't play with them. Even if they don't agree with us having been at the party, I don't think it gives them reason to be angry at us because we didn't play with them. We didn't mislead them. Mm-hmm into a sexual atmosphere, into doing something that they'd be uncomfortable with. Exactly. I think that's what it comes down to, is misleading someone into doing something that they might be uncomfortable with, that's that's wrong. And I mean, we already and we already mentioned that we had a little bit of that ourselves. It would be us when we played and swapped um, before we knew you were pregnant, but yeah. you were pregnant. We and didn't so... even know. I mean, I was literally like, no, like but there was... we had to have just conceived. But like, there was some of that within a week before. Or no, two weeks I think before. it was like two weeks. But there was still some of that. There was still some of the yeah. odd sort of little ick factor with that. So yeah. then, and that was us. So I mean, apply that to somebody who we're playing with, and they find out, mm-hmm. or even people can do the math. If you play with them now, and then they see you at a party later, and I guess if you opt to tell them you're pregnant, because I mean, if we don't go, if nobody sees us until later in the fall, yeah, and then and, all of a sudden we have a baby. Yeah, like, but they <laughs> wouldn't know we had a baby unless we told them. But let's say we did tell them, and they did the math. Well, wait a second. About six months ago, or five months ago, or you know, we we played with them, and they, and they do the math, and they then they get then they could be, you know, have have a problem with it way down the line, even when it's mm-hmm. not it. So, so that was. So I think we made the right decision, and. Even though we didn't tell people that we were hanging out with that I was pregnant, we didn't play with any of them either. So we didn't really introduce them into an uncomfortable sexual situation. Well, we made the right decision for us. So for us, yeah. For other people, I think they might. Other people could still have been uncomfortable with just us having yeah, been I mean, there. But do I think it's wrong if if two if a pregnant couple plays and swaps with a non-pregnant couple? As long as I think that there's honesty and that they tell them they're pregnant. I don't think I have a problem with that. It's not the decision that we yeah. made to to go beyond. I mean, I was fine with you making out, and, and that happened, and I was fine with that, but... Yeah, I guess what it comes down to is it's your prerogative if you want to, if you still want to be sexual and swing with other couples, but be honest about it, mm-hmm. because the couple that you're swinging with needs to, make, needs to have the opportunity to decide if they're comfortable with it and say yay or nay. And 
And that's that's the piece that you don't want to be dishonest and about. you really got to figure out what's right for you, as we keep saying, because some people might think we if we thought it was perfectly fine to do some dancing, some kissing, some making out without telling them. Some people might think that that's, yeah. that that's inappropriate. And mm-hmm. you just got to do what feels right to you. Although I think any type of, once it gets to be beyond kissing, anything. Yeah, there's no genitalia touching. Anything that gets to be pretty sexual, I pretty much have to advocate that you tell the couple, I think. But it's a, before that, I think it's personal prerogative. If, if, mm-hmm. if for you, you don't think you should do anything, but just stick with your partner and no, no swapping, no, no dancing, no kissing, then that's, then that's up to you. And then if you, everybody's going to, do it differently but i it's it's just interesting being in this scenario because you yeah. it's it's not a scenario you've ever seen in a i mean you see every other si- or a si- situation on the face of the earth on a sitcom yep swinging, related to pregnancy but swinging issues while pregnant is not something you've ever seen <laughs> on a sitcom i yeah. guarantee it and i have to tell you i'm thankful that in the first trimester you can't feel the baby moving around because that really would have put a stop to things if i could like physically feel him in there <laughs> well and and what makes me say that is i can feel him moving around now as we're, as we're having this podcast oh while we're we recording so, you felt yeah some? <laughs> yeah so i'm like i'm like cognitively, cognitively aware like he's in there so let's let's get away from the from the morals and the judgments that can come from and just talk about the practicality about yeah be, being at a uh, swinger party while pregnant. So we didn't want to just... In the first trimester. Yeah, in the first trimester. Yeah. Well, I have to admit... We didn't want to flaunt that you were pregnant. And... My, my sex drive in the first trimester didn't decrease at all. If anything, it increased while I was in my first trimester. So the, my sex drive was there. I wanted to fuck. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, that you can tell that just by the fact yeah. that I was kind of willing to... to to do a soft swap, even though it probably wasn't the best decision for us based on our, our comfort level. But the, but what I was um, getting to is that there was even a little bit of planning ahead of time that we had to think about that you didn't want to let everybody know at the party that we might be talking to that you were pregnant. Yeah. And we're always drinking. We're drinking beer. We're drinking cocktails, yeah. whatever. So and, and we have a regular group of friends that we, we spend time with that we see at parties. So we had to plan ahead, and you had to make sure that you're... the the way that you wanted to appear just like, just like normal was mm-hmm. just to have the cup, the red or green. Green solo cup. Yeah, the green, you know, beer pong cup. And it was just filled with pop, but nobody ever knew. Nobody yeah. questioned well, it. Well, I didn't want to have to answer the, the question of why aren't you drinking? Because I regularly drink at parties. So to have to answer that would be more of a lie than to fake drinking in the first place. No, I, I didn't fake being drunk. I mean, that. I, I draw the line there, you know. I I just had my cup in my hand and drank as I needed to. Exactly, but no, nobody was any the wiser. Everybody, mm-hmm. you don't look out of place because people have those, especially at the BYOB parties. Mm-hmm. People will have those cups anyways. Yeah. And so, so now we're getting into the tips for pregnant women at swinger parties. So, if you want to look like you're drinking, have a have a have, cup. If have a ready. cup. Yeah, and I don't think I ever really mixed my drink in front of anybody. You know, I I think I would wait till there weren't people at the table or whatever and then just pour pour my my can of coke or whatever it was i was drinking into my glass yeah that way they didn't see that you didn't mix anything looking yeah <laughs> yeah they could see like oh your glass is empty then you all you do is pour coke in it yeah one of the other things is that you and i tend to to start the night off with a shot and we like to do that with other people so we'll sometimes we'll invite another couple or two couples back to the room and we'll do a shot together just as a uh to the night and we'll have a, a little cheers and and do the shot 
And in this case, I just said, I don't want to get drunk too fast. It's too early, early in the night. Or I said something to the effect of, I've already had a few. I don't want the, the shots to get to my head too quick or whatever. So I did a shot of pop. Mm-hmm. And that worked out pretty well. So uh, we were we were able to, to fake the, well, not really fake the drinking, but to just get around the drinking aspect of it pretty well. Yeah. For, and that worked out. Because that is, I mean, it sounds dumb, but that is an issue where if you are at a party and you won't want to look out of place, or you mm-hmm. don't want to... You don't want to let anybody know that the cat's out of the bag that you're pregnant yet. Yep. You, I mean, that's something to think about is what do I, you know, I'm always yeah. usually drinking. What am I going to do now? And, and in terms of an outfit, I mean, I think I'd put on maybe a couple of pounds, but I hadn't really started to show. And my swinger clothes still fit. I tend to dress a, like a classier, sexy swinger as opposed to a sluttier, sexy swinger. So I was perfectly comfortable in my, my sexy outfit. Some women might want to tone it down if they're uncomfortable with being pregnant and showing too much skin. I don't know, but I was comfortable well, in whatever. You, it is I mean, I you weren't even wearing. showing yet. No, even, not at all. E- even the, like the last party we went to, you you weren't even showing. So I mean, I was still doing regular workouts and stuff too. Well, uh, you still without are. without uh, you know low impact moves, but yeah, I was still I still regu- I'm still regularly exercising, but I hadn't really modified much about my lifestyle and aside from the occasional um pregnancy sickness that i would get when i got hungry i didn't really have too many pregnancy symptoms either so that that kind of contributed so is there any other just practical aspects of i don't know i think swinging or swinging parties i think that was pretty much it because i you know in the first trimester you're not limited as to what positions you can be in you can still be on your back you can still be on your side you can still do doggy that, you're, you know, there's no belly to really get in the way. Yeah, and, and, we'll yeah. talk about those other things when it comes to second and third trimester. Yeah, then the next few episodes that we do, which we're not going to, we're not there yet, so we're not going to do them. But yeah. in the future, we'll do a, after it's over, we'll do a swinging in the second trimester and swinging mm-hmm. in the third. And as and, you mentioned. And, and then we'll probably do a swinging once my pussy returns to normal. Actually, I take that back. It won't even be really be, those episodes are not going to be swinging in the yeah, second trimester. Yeah, it's going to be sex. They're, they're going to be sex in the second trimester, sex in the third trimester. It's not going to and the issues that come up with that. Yep. Um yeah. and if we don't have enough, it might be sex in the sex second with and the blown third out trimester. Pussy. <laughs> and yeah, and it'll be and then we'll have episodes about getting you know, getting back into it later in yep. the fall and then and then Right swinging. now we're experimenting with fisting. <laughs> Try yeah, yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about that. So yeah, it's exciting. I it's kinda of put things on hold a little bit right now, but it's exciting because it it brings up it, 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 at least in terms of the show, it'll bring up a lot of interesting episodes because we'll be mm-hmm. able to discuss with the listeners. You know, they'll we'll be able to talk about our journey as swinger and swinger parents and the things we have to deal with. And mm-hmm. you know, being the being the people who it's happened to us, we have to cancel because yeah. your kids are an issue. We you know we haven't, and we're always a little disappointed. But we're gonna now we're those people, or, yeah. or we will. I mean, I look forward to the new topics. It's just as you continue to grow and be swingers yeah. and be adults and. It's weird because we're 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 young, but we've already progressed from the not sure about swinging through the soft swap, and now we we've talked ourselves to the point where we're ready to do a full swap. Exactly. So I mean, this is just the next phase, and that's happened throughout the show too. We at the start of the show, I, I think it was even part, partly discussing things on the show where we're like, "Well, I oh, think yeah, we I are think ready so. for full swap." So we're excited for things to come in the years to come that we're going to have topics to talk about for a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. it'll turn into you know, sex positive parenting. And I mean, it'll be, it will, we'll, we'll be on the front lines. We'll be the, we'll be able to bring back and like share our experiences and, yeah. and, and discuss with the listeners. So 
So it's 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 cool. I I think it gives us a, a unique perspective. Mm-hmm. That... And it, it forces us to keep communicating about new and exciting and different topics that we may or may not have you know delved into otherwise. Exactly. I wouldn't have given uh, swinging while pregnancy a second thought. Until we we crossed that line, and then I was like, "Oh shit, well, you know, I'm pregnant now." What? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had we had started this podcast, and it's like, well, shit. <laughs> what <are laughs> yeah, we... what are we gonna do now? <laughs> so, but don't worry, we have we have topics planned. Oh, we've we... got plenty of swinging topics too. So, so don't worry, those of you who are swingers and you want a swinger podcast, you might not. We, yeah. you know, our, our lifestyle portion of it, we might not be able to share too much of personal, you know, recent impact, recent stories with you, but we've got a lot of swinger topics still to come, like solid swinger topics to talk about. It's not all going to be mushy parenting and, and whatnot. This is a swinger pod, a swing show, and we're going to talk about swinging still. So no worries there. And I know we're going to talk about this at the end because I always do. But you know, if you have any questions about first trimester even second or third or any pregnancy and swinging questions or you know anytime you have questions about the topic just write us in because we'd love to answer your questions either respond back via email or or answer your questions on the show yeah definitely definitely we'd like to hear any questions that you might have for us or also we would love share your experience i know for a fact i mean we think you know we say this a unique perspective and i say that just because i haven't heard podcasts that have directly dealt with parents raising their own children i know that there's other podcasts and the hosts have children but it's not a a topic that's usually the focus of shows mm-hmm. for them personally yeah. and and i i think a lot of swingers tend to get into it after they've already had their kids yeah i mean it's that's you know the the primary age is usually in the 40 late 30s early 40s but i know that we're not unique in that uh couples have to figure out these swinging decisions for themselves later yeah. And so we would love to hear, you know, how you and your spouse dealt with mm-hmm. you're, you're already in the swinging lifestyle and then you have a child or and then. And maybe you disagree with our decisions. We'd love to hear that, too. Yeah. Yeah. We would just like to have a good discourse with all of you. So I think with that. It's time move. to move on. Mary Bofkill, Beyonce, Paula Abdul and Oprah. Dude, that's beyond easy. Boff Beyonce, kill Paula, marry Oprah. This uh, episode, we're going to do a, our a new little segment that we call Mary, Mary. Fuck, Blow. <laughs> so it's just a little play on the, the game that you've all probably played before, Mary, Fuck, Kill, but we didn't like the kill aspect of it, so we decided to make it blow. So Cal will uh, present three options to me, and I have to you know pick which ones I would do, and I'll, I'll give him his three options, and we'll kind of have some fun with it. Indeed. So, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? I'll go first. All right. So, so, so it's it's Mary... Mary, fuck, blow. And blow is, you know, oral sex, obviously. For you, it would be Mary, fuck, eat out. <laughs> <laughs> or rim job, or, you know, whatever you want to do down there, mm-hmm. I suppose. So, your, your three options are Jennifer Lawrence, who, if you remember, was on your celebrity gangbang list from a few episodes ago. Indeed, she was. Um, then I've also thrown in the mix Kate Upton, who was, uh, she's the cover girl model for the uh, new Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Yes. Yep. She's pretty hot. I think we talked about her last episode. Mm-hmm. And then the third option, I'm throwing a little something different in there, Heidi Klum. 
So <laughs> supermodel Victoria's Secret extraordinaire. She also happens to have a few kids of her own, but I think she still looks good for her age, whatever that may be. I don't know how old she is, but I think she's pretty hot. I watch Project Runway, so I see her in heels all the yeah, time. Yeah, she's on she's on TV here at the house all the time because yep. of Project Runway. So Mary, Mary Fuck Blow, Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Upton, and Heidi Klum. What's interesting is the criteria. Like the Mary is clearly the one you want to spend the rest of your life with, or mm-hmm. that you find that you want to be involved with more romantically. But it's how do you decide what's the difference between fucking and blowing, or for me eating out, or I don't know. For and, me, I think I would choose the one that would be crazier as the fuck. Or the one that, and the one that might have the better puss, or the I don't know, better tasting. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. That's why I'm I'm trying to think. Um, I think I'd probably, for me, the decision would be, and I and and again, it's like what I is it, Mary fuck blow. Is it blow? Is and I'm providing them pleasure, so I'm eating them oh. out, or they're just providing me pleasure. Like, who would I want to get a blowjob from? I would say, and you, I think it's a the decision. You can make that decision. Yeah, we'll I think, leave that open to open to interpretation. <laughs> so. I think I think it's easy that I'd. I wish I'd thrown a man in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always probably going to be. I can. It's that always, one will be the blow. <laughs> that one will always be blow. I'll just let. Like I'll. Yeah, I'll let it. Like I'll. Yeah, and it would be them blowing me. So that yeah. anytime you throw in a man, I guarantee. Uh, now unless <laughs> yeah, you threw in. I guess it's not so interesting now that I've said that. Now, if I put two men in the mix, then then it could get interesting. Then it gets interesting. So but, yeah, you. We'll have to see what I'm, I do. I'm happy with the three women <laughs> for now. <laughs> so I think I've already made my decisions. Uh, Mary would be Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. I think she just kind of comes across as a sweet, sweet girl who would probably make a pretty good wife, I guess. From... It seems like she has a good sense of humor, flicking yeah. off the cameras after winning an Oscar. I didn't see that. It was, it was all over the news the next day. At, that she flicked off the cameras, and then the following day they reported, "Oh, by the way, this was all in good fun. She wasn't being a bitch." But at first they showed it off as like Jennifer Lawrence flicks off the cameras moments after winning an Oscar. Oh, I didn't see but, that. But then, like, so they made it all controversial. But then it was like it was just in good fun, like she was joking. Ah, uh, no, yeah, I, I didn't see that. But she seems pretty sweet. Somebody who would be cool. I mean, you. Know, I mean, I, as much as I can see, glean as much as I can glean yeah, from. I mean, you never from... really know from interviews and stuff, but she seems like the one that Mary, uh, Heidi Klum can blow me <laughs> because I don't know why I feel like she, I get the sense. I, I don't, I have nothing to base this on. I mean, I see mm-hmm. you probably run away when you're, when you have it on, but I feel like she's hot and she knows it and she's just gonna, gonna be boring. She's gonna be boring. So I, she, I'm going to make her do the work. You, she's going to blow me. <laughs> That's a good rationale. I could see you pulling her hair and, and uh, doing a little bit of a face fuck with that. But, and so Heidi Klum is, and it'll be interesting when we do these, as we do, we're not going to do it, we're not going to do this segment every show, but it'll be interesting when I make the decision, or you too, that whether or not you're going to pleasure them or they're going to pleasure you. Mm-hmm. So this one, Heidi Klum, is going to blow me, and then I'm definitely going to fuck Kate Upton. I presume that that's at least for a portion of the time going to be a titty fuck, and maybe a little anal. I could see you going for that, but but at a minimum, there's got to be a titty fuck because her tits are big and voluptuous, and it's, I love it's like this. they're asking for a good motorboat. That's true. Yeah, I mean, uh, a titty fuck is fun, but I find it's fun for like ten seconds. Well, it's... partially because you titty fuck me, and I have like the smallest tits ever. So no, if you were you give yourself fucking... some credit. Those are. Okay, give second your, smallest, but give yourself some credit. Those are solid bees because people in. <laughs> well, people... I'm pregnant now, so yeah, they're even they're bigger, bigger. But people listening don't. 
don't give them the impression that they're non-existent. Don't. <laughs> they exist. They do. Yeah. Eventually, we'll do some kind of video cast or something so people can see what we look like. Maybe we'll do a from the neck down cast. <laughs> yeah, we can. We'll well we'll get to that later. But we are on YouTube now. So, but we'll get to that at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. But it's, I'll mention that since you brought up video stuff. Um. So now, so those are my three. So for you. I went a more interesting route. Okay. Uh-oh. That means you threw some women in the mix. No, no. I okay. just went for... We've been watching a lot of... Every, Everybody Loves Raymond on oh, no. on Netflix. We've been watching a lot of catching up uh, on Everybody Loves Raymond. I was nice. I gave you three attractive women. I didn't go I didn't go the 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 grandpa the dad on the show. Oh god. So, okay. Then all right. So no you're No Peter Boyle. So you're a Mary Fuck Blow is Ray Romano, you know, the yeah. who plays Ray. Kevin, is, this, is this Ray Romano? Like, like we're on season two right now. So is this young Ray Romano you or want. is this current Ray Romano? It's it's, it's whenever you want. I'd rather go younger. Well, just whenever you want. Okay. So Ray Romano, Kevin James, okay. who you'd know from King of Queens, but he's yeah, a little but, chubby, but there's still something attractive. But about we've been him. seeing him. He pops up um quite a bit in the early seasons of mm-hmm. every, of every, everybody loves Ray, and then Brad Garrett, who's the tall oh. who's the tall brother. Oh, you on make the this show. tough. So, this is not an easy one. Okay. Mary fuck blow. Brad Garrett has the deepest voice ever. So yeah, like... he does. All right, so I'm gonna have to take the the first one is gonna be the Mary, and I feel like that's the one that's gotta be Kevin James because I think of the three, he's the one that's got the personality that I could deal with the most. He's funny. He's, he's there's something endearing about him, and and something. I mean, he's got. Have you seen his wife? She's like a fucking supermodel. She's hot. So there's yeah, something we did. about yeah. We googled him a little while ago, and he does have a fucking hot a hot wife. wife. Yeah. yeah. So that, that that to me says there's something special about him. So we'll <laughs> I'll marry him. Oh, so, using some inside knowledge that that you have about his real life. That if she's with him, there's got to be something. There's got to be something. Yeah, because she's hot, and I think she's Asian too, isn't she? She's a hot Asian, isn't she? I, I completely forget. I know she's we not, looked her up. And... She's not like your typical American girl. Maybe she's she's something ethnic. I think. Um, okay, so that leaves me with Brad Garrett and Ray Romano. Ooh, this is a tough one. I would say Brad Garrett can fuck me from behind. Because, I don't know, he's got such a deep voice and he's a tall guy. I feel like he's got to be well endowed, but I don't like the look of his face. So I I would do the, the fuck, doggy style. but it's got to be doggy style, so <laughs> I don't have to look at him. <laughs> and then that leaves Ray Romano for the oral... And he can eat me out. He's got that giant nose. So I feel like that would, I mean, as weird as it it is, when you eat a woman out, if your tongue is down in the puss, it's typically your nose that's hitting the clit. Like, whether you mean to or not, like, the the nose can help rub the clit. So he has a schnoz. And he's got a schnoz. So (laughs) that might might help get me off. So I'll go with You're going the lazy route for both sides. You're you're getting fucked <laughs> from behind. You're just sitting you're well, you're come just Come on, look at who you gave me. You're just sitting there ass up in the air and then I'll you're getting I'll blow Kevin up. James. He's I'm married to him. Well, I'll blow him. Well, you asked him. me for a blowjob yesterday and I just gave you one. Like, okay, you want a blowjob? All right. Indeed, it was awesome. I know. <laughs> Today you were feeling horny. I wasn't ready for sex yet, so I just gave you a handy. Whatever. <laughs> I'll do that for Kevin. I like this Mary Fuck Blow. It was a late edition. We didn't we we're gonna do another. Um, we we thought about doing another threesome segment. Yeah, another celebrity gangbang. But I think, I think this, this is, is more fun. This is more fun. It's more interesting because you have to decide, who, you know, who you're gonna marry, fucking blow, or and then yeah. you also decide who's, you know, in the blow. Is it gonna be you, you doing the pleasure, them giving you pleasure, mm-hmm. and then 
like I, I like hearing your rationale. I think you probably like hearing mine. So I like this I segment. The segment might be more often than we initially planned. It won't be every episode. Yeah. But um, it's a fun one because we can come up with some crazy celebrity through celebrity trios to to mix and match. Yeah, and you gave me just all hot women today, and I gave you I all did. comedians. <laughs> Yes, you did. So okay. we'll, have to, we'll have to switch it up, do different combinations. So. Yep. so now let's move on for a little sexy news. Uh, all the American troops pulling out help the situation? Oh, no. So if you think you're going to, you want the money shot of them with their arms in the air, you're going to get it. It's in both of their self-interest right now. Did you say the money shot? Yeah. The money shot, you know, yeah. And Belinda, I just can't understand how something so small can be so impressive. Well, Mark, you would know about that. All right, so this is our segment where we talk about sex in the news, and it's usually the less the the less known, the less trafficked uh, articles that I come across about sex in the news. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's always there's sex scandals stuff. that are going on, mainstream stuff. So I try to pick out some of the more interesting, smaller scale stuff that I happen to see. So. The first one is is that the 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 late nineties phenomenon, Girls Gone Wild, mm-hmm. they are filing for bankruptcy. I heard that. Yeah. That's yeah. that's interesting. Money mismanaged or what? No, well the story is I guess Joe Francis is the CEO of Girls Gone Wild, whatever the Girls Gone Wild mm-hmm. Corporation or whatever. Yeah, I, which, I, I don't know what they're I, I presume if you're listening to this podcast you've heard of Girls Gone Wild, but it's it's basically they they it's like some of the first reality shows, really, where they would take cameras to popular spring break areas and videotape girls flashing the camera. Yeah, yeah, essentially just, yeah, exactly what it says. Like, girls gone wild, trying to get to college girls in college towns. So it was always a thing you'd hear, oh, girls gone wild, you know, going to be at this bar at w- w- whatever night if you're in a college town. Mm-hmm. So well, the story is, I guess, that Joe Francis, the CEO, racked up a huge debt with the Wynn Casino in Las Vegas. And that's a newer casino too, isn't it? I'm not sure. I think it's. I don't know. Well, we were there I... in 2008, and it was that it was there then. Mm-hmm. I don't think it. So, but but he he racked up a big debt with them, and he never paid it. I don't know the how he got around not paying it, or the controversy behind why he doesn't think he owes mm-hmm. it to him. But they're coming after his money, and so to just lessen the assets that he has from the company. He's filing bankruptcy. Oh man! Just so that they have less to take from him. I figured he was getting sued by somebody he didn't get consent from or something, but no, it's not. No, just but that's that sucks though. If you let your gambling get in the way of your company, like you're filing yeah. for bankruptcy, I mean, because really, you don't want to have to pay with the internet porn these days. That company's obsolete now, anyway. True, I true, mean, but you still get in the nineties. It was huge. You didn't have the porn like you do now, but now you can find teenage girls. Going wild all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were probably still doing pretty well just because Maybe overseas. they're probably incredibly cheap to produce. I mean, you show up at a, mm-hmm. a you know, you let yeah. word, I mean, especially with social media. You let media, word get out, they, you make everybody sign consent at the door. With social media these days, you like get it out on Twitter, hey, we're going to be at this bar, yeah. then you go, you but film some stuff. who do you stuff. sell it to? With free porn? I, I imagine you got to sell it overseas. No, Places I think where you can still sell it. Porn. I mean... At the sex shops, I mean, we still go to the sex shops, and there's still porn being sold. I mean, people yeah, buy this stuff. Yeah, they do. People, yeah, you're right, they do. Okay. So. Dial up. If you have dial up, you got to find porn elsewhere. <laughs> so, the second article that I saw is that Iceland is trying to block all internet porn. Ooh. All of it. 
Well, and... I know where we'll not be vacationing. <laughs> <laughs> and that includes... They already have it where strip clubs aren't legal right now, printed porn isn't legal, mm-hmm. but the laws just haven't kept up with yeah. with internet porn. I didn't realize they were so conservative. Now, I knew places like China have really, really strict internet uh, laws and restrictions, and of course, porn's, porn's not legal there, but I don't know. For some reason, I would have thought anywhere in the Eastern European area would have been, isn't that, isn't as conservative. Well, I mean, that's always what you hear. I mean, we've... You you always hear how Europe is much more open. I think that is the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've we've been to Greece, and that right. was. But Iceland's an island. I mean, it's not yeah. mainland Europe. It's 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 out there. So. And what's what's interesting is it when when you're clearly an adult, they want to block it because it's not just danger to children potentially seeing it. Because let's face it, it's so, it's easy to go to pickhunter.com or cliphunter.com. Yeah, and they the ask child... you, are you 18? You say yes, and you're No, in. they don't even ask. No, clip... Yeah, you're right. You porn like, doesn't. A lot, of the, a lot of the streaming porn sites don't ask. You just yeah, go and you can start right. looking. So... Parents, man, we got to remember that. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll have to... I'll, I mean, we'll oh. have episodes on yeah. like how our lifestyle will have to... You know, right now, you walk into our house and we... Although, I don't know if I want to block those kinds of sites either because, again, well, that comes back to having the open... You know, you don't want to make anything taboo. So. Not sidetracking too far, but I don't. I think once they get to be, I mean, of course, this could all change when they actually are this age. But I think until, and we're having a boy, we already know that. So until he's eleven or twelve, I I probably don't think that the hardcore porn is appropriate. Yeah, for I agree. younger than eleven or twelve. So it's, but, it's I think it's more blocking it so it doesn't come up automatically. And even then, eleven or twelve is young, but they're going to see it. They're, they're, gonna they're going to see it. So I don't know and if it's... hey, if they're anything like you, they're going to be masturbating. <laughs> so I don't know if it's worthwhile to block it then. But I mean, there's still yeah. extreme stuff that you don't want them to see. Yeah, well, but, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. Yeah, I mean, well, if we're uh, knocking wood, we're still doing the show. We can talk about it then. <laughs> so. But going back to that, they when you're clearly an adult, they want to still block it because they want to make purchasing it, well, purchasing porn through pay sites uh, using your credit card as being illegal. Hmm. I mean, I guess that goes along. I mean, clearly, if they want to block all porn, that that's included. But yeah. if you're paying with a credit card, you are a valid individual. Unless you stole it or you stole your parents' credit card, you're yeah. a valid in- individual who's of age who has a credit card. Uh, you can be 16 and have a credit card in the U.S., but you have to have a co-signer. But I had a credit card at 16. Well, I guess. I mean, I... Yeah, I forgot that you could be 18 or But, I mean, they could just change their credit card laws or something. I don't know. I guess, you know, I take for granted just being an American citizen and the freedoms that we have and the the civil liberties that we have that you don't necessarily have other places. So it makes me proud to be an American. I mean, I don't know what I would do without internet porn. (laughs) (laughs) You'd buy a lot more porn. (laughs) Yeah, it's just crazy. It's just so intrusive, so invasive of the government to to do that because I, agree. I I understand if they take extreme measures to to try to block children from seeing mm-hmm. porn. I I might not even agree with it because it also limits, you know, adults the ease of adults getting to porn, but you don't want children to have mm-hmm. I don't know, especially with a child on the way, the the ease of seeing porn in the United States is kind of ridiculous that it's so easy you know what i mean as a yeah. as as an adult who you, you want to protect your child's innocence i understand that as an adult who hasn't had children through this point i love that it's so easy to yeah. look at any of the free porn that i want but so so i get trying to put in laws but even going I mean, did so the, far did the article say what their rationale was i mean yeah, are they protecting just, children and, it was protecting children because yeah, i was for, thinking maybe they were just anti anti-porn in general i mean that well 
China's China's just anti-porn. Well, I mean, clearly they are, but the way that they rationalize it to their citizens and to the the news outlets is that it's for the children. But I mean, you can't be underage and go to a strip club, or at least you shouldn't be able to. And they have blocks; they've outlawed strip clubs. And so, you think there would just be a better way to keep children from getting into porn? It's just more of government putting their moral values on their citizens. Um, Yep. So, so I think I had a few more few more articles, but I think we're going to leave those for another time. Sounds good to me. So so with that, we'll wrap up and say thanks for listening to Swinging Around. Like we said earlier in the show, you can email us. We'd love to hear from you. Questions, comments, concerns, any anything, pictures, whatever you've got, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at swingingaround at gmail.com. Uh, no G at the end of swinging. Cal's also starting to upload the audio portions of our podcast to iTunes. Well, yeah, that's or right. Not, not to iTunes, no, no, no. to YouTube. Yeah. I now, mentioned that They're I not gonna... video podcasts. They're still strictly audio. But if for some reason you wanted to reach them through YouTube, we're going to start adding the episodes there. Yeah, our our first episode is up right now. And it's just another avenue for for you to get to the, to get the show out there and, and get the reach out there. So right now the first episode is up. And um, I'll be, I'm in the process of putting the rest of them up. And we have some ideas of some video content that we want to get up as well. Maybe some sex toy reviews or, but we have to, we, we have to figure out, we have to navigate, figure out what we want to do. Cause right now, I mean, we, we aren't out and we, we aren't out in general. So mm-hmm. we, you know, we want to keep, keep our, keep like, some anonymity. We'll have to figure out how we traverse that and how we go about doing that. But we want to get, we think, YouTube has such a wide reach that it's crazy to not mm-hmm. get ourselves on there somehow. So let everybody know that they will be able to check out Swinging Around on YouTube yeah. if they want to. We're just trying to, to broaden our, our listener base as much as we can. So you can help us do that by rating us on iTunes and leave some feedback too. Yeah, yeah. We've gotten you can some, also do that on Stitcher. We've gotten some great feedback on iTunes. And keep, keep, keep those reviews coming and keep the ratings coming. We'd love to hear feedback. And positive or negative, we just, you know, just rate us, let us know how we're doing. And I wanted to say thank you to all of those who I know that we've been getting some, a lot of referrals from, from other uh, swinging podcasts, uh, specifically Swap Foo has been really positive. So Mm -hmm. I'd like to, because there aren't a lot of swinger podcasts and we're starting to get, there's starting to be more and more. And so as much as we can help each other out, that's like, like we've benefited from it. So we want to. Thank, thank, thank th- those of you who are getting the word out, who are enjoying the show. Check out Swap Foo. Yeah, yeah, it's a great I, podcast. I think it's shoot. I was just on the blog earlier. They have a, they have an, they have a really good blog. They blog more than we do. <laughs> and <laughs> can you say that we blog? I mean, we don't really blog. I posted the blog about putting us up on YouTube earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, check out Swap Swap Foo. He tweets a lot. He, so, um, check out them and. I think with that, that'll do it. Yeah. So, all right, everybody. Stay sexy and stay swinging.